0: Hey, 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 this is Laura, and welcome to another episode of Fight Like a Girl, A Survivor's Tale. The disclaimer, Fight Like a Girl, A Survivor's Tale, does not condone violence or abuse in any form. Not in any form. Um, Let's go ahead and give out our helpful numbers that I give out each time. Um, So the National Domestic Violence Hotline is one 800 799-7233. The National Suicide Hotline. You can either call or text this number, 988. There's Child Help, 1-800-422-4453. And LGBTQIA Help, the network, La Red, 1-800-832-1901. Um, You can go to my website to find these resources as well. My website address is fightlikeagirlalwa.witsite.com forward slash my hyphen site. So fightlikeagirlalwa.witsite.com Forward slash my hyphen site. Um, In my website, there's a homepage that discusses myself, um, what my views are, what I want to have out of this podcast. Um, The resources link are those phone numbers I just gave you. Um, The podcasts are loaded up into the website. And then there's the contact page, which gives my email. And um, the email for this podcast is fightlikeagirlalways at gmail.com like a girl always at gmail.com um, if you email me you can email me your stories if you would like to be a guest speaker tips and tricks um, community help and subjects that you'd like to see you know like to hear discuss um, so yeah that's how you can find me please go find me uh, so the last two podcasts that I have done um, the first Episode two was about my uh, very violent, bipolar dad. The third episode was about my ex and marital rape. We're going to kind of continue on with, with these stories and finding the correlation between them all. Um, I would like to give some definitions first. So the definition of a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Uh, (laughs) It's awesome. Let's talk about the five main habits of a narcissist. They have an inflated, inflated ego. They have a very inflated ego. Um, They think they're superior to others and everybody else is below them. They have lack of empathy. They, need, they have this need for attention at all times. Um, they have repressed insecurities, and they have very few boundaries. Um, it says a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. Narcissistic personality disorder is found more commonly in men, um, but there are a lot of women, and I'm going to tell you a little story about a woman who was a who probably is actually still a very insane narcissist. Um, The cause is unknown, but likely involves a combination of genetic and environmental factors. uh, Symptoms include an excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings, an inability to handle any criticism, and a sense of entitlement. Um, It does need to be diagnosed by a licensed mental health provider. So now let's talk about gaslighting. Um, Gaslighting is to manipulate someone using psychological methods into questioning their own sanity or powers of reasoning. Have any of you guys ever experienced this? I have. And it literally makes you question your own thoughts, your own Feelings. It is the worst sense of bringing somebody down so low that they don't even think that they need or that they're worth anything, that they don't even need to be existing. Uh, an example of gas- gaslighting would be in relationships, an abusive person may use gaslighting to isolate their partner. If you've ever been gaslighted, you feel very isolated. You're isolated from family and friends. Um, undermine their confidence and make them easier to control. Um, they might tell someone that they are irrational until the person starts to think it must be true. And where I'm reading this online, I just typed in definition of gaslighting. There's a man holding like a minuet puppet and moving the strings. That's exactly what gaslighting is. It's somebody that is, you know, controlling your emotions, using you as their puppet. Um, so that you'll do what they want. And it's building you up and tearing you down, like I said, and it's just, it's awful. It can cause BPD, bipolar, or, sorry, borderline personality disorder, because you really don't know who you are when you've been gaslighted over and over for so many years by your abuser. You lose all sense of self. self. You don't know what your likes are, what your hobbies are, what is something that you want to do, your dreams. You have none of that because they literally strip your identity from you. And as we listened to those earlier podcasts, that's exactly what my dad did to me. He tore me down until there was nothing left. My dad, my ex, both of them just tore me down. So uh, let's talk about this woman, narcissistic, gaslighting person that I know. So I had a roommate at one time. We were friends. And um, at first, everything was fine. And then it started to change. Um, All those things that we described under narcissism and gaslighting were starting to happen. But the thing is, she did not know me well enough to know that I was strong. I was confident in who I was. And I would not allow this to happen. So as I started to feel myself a little bit like slipping down and going under that control, I stopped. I just stopped myself. And I reminded myself, you are strong. Be confident. Everything I just said. And um, I started pushing back. I was like, no, you don't get to do this to me. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I t- the minute I told her I was done and that when our lease was going to end, she turned into a monster. I mean, the worst form of narcissistic monster you monster you can imagine. She would call me horrible names. I mean, horrible names. And I worked from home, and she would bang on the bedroom wall because our bedrooms shared a wall so that I would get in trouble with my job. She was cuckoo bananas. And so... This proves that, yes, there are women narcissists, and I'm sure you guys probably have stories of that. The reason why I started with this information today is because I'd like to look at some of the other abuse that I received from uh, my dad and my, and my ex that show that they were narcissistic, gaslighting human beings. So... um. As I explained in episode two, my dad was sexually abusive with me and, and I can remember the day that he tore me down and pr- pretty much just buried me under the sand with his comments. Um, and that was narcissism at a, at a peak. And my dad, he did not, he was, he did not have empathy for anybody, not even an ounce. He, um... He definitely thought he was better than everybody else especially if you were not white. Um my dad was part of the KKK. He was one of the head leaders. Um there's no doubt in my mind that he um that he you know that he committed murder um took people out, ordered for people to be taken out. Um I have no doubt of that at all. My dad was a monster and so Um, he was just the cream of the crop of narcissists. He, he just was floating on cloud nine and could not be touched. Um, and then the gaslighting part with me would be, you know, he would build me up and tell me how beautiful I was. And then, you know, the next minute it could be, you know, you're a filthy slob. I want nothing to do with you. So that was, uh, a lot of it I had to take for so many years. So then I married this man, and I think, you know, okay, I'm getting out of my dad's house. This is not going to happen to me ever again. And bingo, bingo, there I am, back with somebody that is doing the same thing. So, more abuse that came from my ex. Let's talk about cheating today, okay? Let's talk about um, cheating on your spouse. So, ask. The question, I would ask the question, why? What makes somebody cheat on their spouse? Are they unhappy? Are they lonely? Do they feel unvalued? Are they abused? Are they just lonely? And all of those things could be valid. However, the way I look at it, because I went through, oh, I can't wait to tell you guys. I went through a lot of cheating, so let's start with the first time that I found out he had been cheating. Um, it was the first time I moved to Utah and I caught an STD from him. I didn't know I did. I went to the doctor because I was having all these issues of itchy, painful you know, vaginal area, and I was in agony. And so my, you know, I went to the OBGYN, they ran it swab, the pap smear, all of that. Not even a full day later, she called me back and she said, "Uh, Laura, we need you to come into the office right away. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm just like freaking out because I'm like, what's wrong with me? And then she said, I would like you to bring your husband with you. And I was like, okay, you know, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to do a procedure where, you know, I won't be able to drive or something. So uh, he came with me. We were sitting there. And the doctor looks directly at him. And, he sa- and she says, Laura, you have an STD. And I literally was just quiet. I couldn't say one damn thing. I could not open my mouth and vocalize. And... I remember feeling the rage. And I said to her, I said, I have never been with anybody else but him. And then it hit me. I had not ever been with anybody else but him. I looked at him and he said, We'll discuss this later. And the doctor said, No, I think we need to discuss it now so that we can get treatment for both of you guys. And I forget what it was I had. It was something that was treatable. Um, I feel like it was like a bug or something. I don't know. So um, we get our prescriptions and we get back home and I'm like, what the hell? You need to tell me now. So he proceeds to tell me that the first time I left him, um, he had slept with a neighbor that we had had and, um, and that's where he got it. That's the only place he could have got it from. Right. And so then you know, I, I'm all believing on this, and then um, I forgive him. I'm like, well, are you going to ever do this again to me, yada, yada? And he's like, no, never. I promise, I promise. So um, a few years go by, and I did learn later on he was cheating over those few years even, and I'll tell you a fun, juicy story on that one. But anyways, um, on, let's see. What day? It was October, i want to say like October 26 or something like that in 20, uh, let's see, 20, when did I leave him? 2000. It was like 2007, November 26 or something, 2007. I, my gallbladder had basically burst and I was rushed into emergency surgery. And um, my best friend at the time thought, oh gosh, you know, she's got three kids at home. I should take some groceries. And, uh, she went to take those groceries when my ex had already gone home. I was out of surgery and he hits on her. He tries to have sex with her and she's like, no, what the, what the, what are you doing? What the hell? And, and she didn't tell me right away. And so, um, I get home and there's a lot of like aftercare that wasn't going well and, and my ex was so attentive to me. I felt so grateful to him. I was just over the moon that he was so attentive to me and made sure that my needs were met. So on my birthday of in 20, or 2007, which is at the end of the year, on my birthday, he never missed my birthdays, by the way, never, not in the up to that point 14 years that we had been together, never missed my birthday. He was not there for my birthday. And I spoke with, I forget who it was first. I think it was uh, my best friend. And she told me, this is what happened while you were having your gallbladder surgery. And I'm just, I'm, I'm weeping. I call my sister, I'm so upset. And my sister tells me, well, remember that time I was staying with you? He tried to, to make me have sex with him. And then I'm just like, I'm just becoming more and more angry and upset, okay? And this is early in the day now on my birthday. Um, I just happened to run into a girl that um, did our babysitting, um, both in California and Utah, because she had moved to Utah for a short time. Found out on my birthday that she had slept with him. Not just her, but her mother as well. <laughs> yeah, and then I have no no idea how many more. Those, that was enough for that day, though. I was hurt, I was livid. Um, this was the deciding factor that I was leaving, for sure. So he gets home that night from doing drugs, being drunk, and hanging out with his friends. Now, like I said, he had never missed my birthday. My birthday is on a major holiday. And he had never missed that day, not ever. He missed that one because he was out doing drugs and drinking with his friends. And this, I mean, he's in his 40s, you know, (laughs) early 50s. And it's like, really? That's what you were doing? Okay. And so um, I remember he went to bed and he just started snoring. He was knocked out cold. And I was laying there and I was like, you son of a bitch. I stood up, and this is not even a joke, guys. This is truth right here. I stood up on my bed and, like, uh, hurtled him, like, put my a foot on each side of his body, and I took my pillow, and I began beating him. Just beating him, and he's waking up, and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I stopped, and I sat down, and I looked at him, and I said, did you try to sleep with my best friend and he went stone cold white didn't say anything and i said did you try sleeping with my sister again nothing and you tried sleeping with our babysitter you are you did sleep with our babysitter and her mother and at this point he's like i can't deny it that's what he said i can't deny this so it turns out with the babysitter when we had moved to utah I had found out, and I said, oh my gosh, can you come babysit the kids so we can go out? And we got home late a couple nights, and we had an upstairs and a downstairs. Well, one night after we had gotten back, the babysitter was just spending the night sleeping on our a couch because um, it was super late, and where she lived was kind of far. And my son walked down there because he heard noises, and guess who was doing who? That's right, my ex and the babysitter. So, and my son never told me that until after everything started coming out. Not mad at my kid at all, no. Um, So this is, to me, when you cheat, and if you disagree with me, email me, let me know. But I feel like when you cheat on someone that you say you love and that you have a family with, that is very narcissistic gaslighting behavior. Because, like, after the first time I learned that I had an STD and he had cheated, he literally was like, what, Let's go shopping. I wanna get you this. I wanna get you that. And, you know, trying to build me up. And, and uh, so he can take me down again. But the point is, is that cheating to me is just very narcissistic. And because you're selfish. You're selfish. It doesn't mean that we aren't tempted. You know, I remember during my marriage, there were times where I'd be like, damn, that guy is hot. But I would never pursue another relationship. Like, that's just not me. It's, you know, and what you have set up, that's that's you. That's you and your spouse or whoever, and that's okay. But for me, cheating was a form of abuse, and it was narcissistic behavior. Um... Again, I was married to him for 15 years. And I feel in my heart of hearts that at least from the 13th year on, he had started cheating, maybe even the 12th year. Um, And I had no idea. Like when people say, how could you not know? I literally could not know. I didn't know. My ex was a plumber, and he would come home filthy and stinky and, you know, if he had an affair that day, I would not know because he stinked to high heaven. And the first place he always went was to the shower and put his clothes in the washing machine. So, you know, I honestly did not know until I got an STD. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, that was, it was just awesome. So, and I know looking back at it now, I'm like, he slept with the babysitter and her mom. Number one, I feel like everybody has beauty in them. But if you knew who this person was and their mother, you would be asking, what? What the hell? So, um, yeah, it just, I've actually never heard of such a twisted story in my life, the babysitter and the mother. Um, I just, I don't even know what to say to that now, Um, you guys, but this, again, was a form of abuse. This is something that I went through that I had to work through, um, you know, in therapy and journaling and uh, talking to friends and finding that place of forgiveness for him, but again, for the people that he either did sleep with or that tried to sleep with and forgive myself. Um, because there's always that sense of guilt that kind of goes with that. What could I have done better? What could I have prevented? Why you know, why didn't I know? Until you can process this type of thing all the way through, it's hard to forgive yourself. And I think it, I was the last one I had to forgive. Like I found it easier, even though he was a total jackass and cheated, I found it easier to forgive him and then easier to forgive the other people but it was me last that I really struggled with forgiving. Um, Even though I had no control over what was happening, was not my fault. I can honestly stand in my own truth and say that was not my fault. Um, So much to unpack. (laughs) Again, I hope that this has helped you. I really do. That is my hope. That is my hope. Um, for this podcast, for you guys, is just that my stories can inspire others to find their own strength to share their stories. Um, again, you can find me at Fight Like a Girl All. Well, it's almost always so. Fight Like a Girl A L W A dot Wix site dot com forward slash my hyphen site. If you go to the contact page. It's got my email right there, fightlikeagirlalways at gmail.com. I, and it says, please email me with your stories if you'd like to be a guest speaker, tips and tricks, community help, subjects that you want to talk about. And you can listen to my wonderful voice at Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Inbox, Deezer, Samsung Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and RSS. Guys, please go listen, please share, please rate the the episode, uh, rate the podcast overall. Please, that is what will help move this forward so that we can help other women, um, so that we can become strong together. So it's been an op- awesome, awesome episode, not as heavy as some of the others, I did want to dive into that, though, because it is part of my story. It is part of who I have become. It's made me a very strong woman um, to move through life, and I still have walls up. I, I have a hard time trusting um, people to come into my life. I ha- I'm slowly learning how to break down those walls um, with the help of friends and family. So, guys, find me and listen and let me help as any way I can. Um, I look forward to doing another episode, but for now, bye and have a great night.